The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everyone, to the Ivy Program. Um, I'm Artis Bazin, the Ivy President, and I'm going to turn it over to Carla Hayes, who is our convention chairperson, to introduce our speakers. Carla, this is Monica. I would like to give the opening CEU code, please. The opening CEU code is 14964. The opening CEU code is 14964. Thank you. And again, I want to echo um, artists' welcome to our program. Today we have a very um, diverse offering. We're going to actually have two parts of the program. First, we're going to hear from Kim Carmichael from IRS. And um, how many of you have struggled with accessibility issues with the IRS publications mm. and forms and when you go to pay your taxes and it, it's just really hard sometimes to get it all together, even under the best of circumstances. Well, our guest is going to um, explain to us all the new products that IRS has developed um, to make these forms and publications more accessible. So let's give Kim Carmichael a, a big hand here and a warm Ivy welcome. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Kim Carmichael and I work for Internal Revenue Services Alternative Media Center. And I am here today to talk a little bit about the accessibility services that we provide. And hopefully we will have a little time for Q&A. I am here with my coworker, Bill Manifold. He is in the audience. So hopefully between the two of us, we'll be able to answer any questions that you might have. So we're going to start by letting you know letting you know about the IRS forms and publications that we have available. Um, they are available in large print, braille, text, and many of them in accessible PDF. Not every single thing that IRS puts out is available. However, we'll tell you in a little bit, um, if you run across something, how you can get it if it's not there. Um, we Put all of these forms and publications online at www.irs.gov. And the easiest way to get to them is to go forward slash accessibility. Now, we have, I think Bill has got some um, information. We've got it in Braille and large print and some flash drives with information and pretty much everything I'm talking about today. So he's passing those out. As we speak, I have had many people that call or say that they cannot access one of our PDF documents. And I say document because it could be a form or it could be a publication. Understand that the accessible versions are not housed on the same page as the regular versions. As much as we would like for them to be, that has not happened yet. So make sure you do the forward slash accessibility and then look for the accessible um, IRS products from that page, or you may not get one that is accessible. So what we've done on our webpage is we've divided it up. We have actually one link 
that is specific to people who have disabilities, things that might be of interest to them. And we have all of those publications under one link. Then we have accessible Braille slash text. And the reason I say it like that is because the Braille and the text are zipped together in one file. So you've got the BRF file and you've got the text file together. That was Braille and text forms. We got a separate link for Braille and text publications. Same for large print. We have forms and publications, and then we have just accessible forms and accessible publications. Now, the difference here is that, yes, the PDFs for large print are in, uh, you know, they are in PDF format and they are large print. They're in size 20 font, but they are not considered accessible because really what they are there for, for is printing. So if you want accessible PDF, Unless you plan on printing it, your best bet might be to go to the link that says accessible PDFs. We do also have a link for HTML. That is not something that we produce, but there are some forms and publications uh, and the instructions for the forms. They are in HTML format, and we thought it was a great thing to have, so we've linked to it. We also have a link to to EPUBs. So if you're accessing from a mobile device and want it to reflow, um, those are accessible both uh, to large print and uh, Braille users or speech users. So that is pretty much um, our forms. What I will uh, say is if you don't want to download them and you want them in hard copy, you can call the same number. It's the general public. It is 1-800-829-3676 or 1-800-TAX-FORM. Might be easier to remember. You can just tell them whatever it is that you need. You can tell them that you need it in Braille or large print. And what happens is then that request comes to our office. We produce it and we send it out to you. Then the next thing we'll talk about, and it's one of our newest uh, programs, one that we're pretty happy about. It is a program that started about a year and a half ago or so. It's January of 2022. And you can now receive your notices in alternate formats. You can receive them in Braille, text, large print, audio, or a BRF file. So if you want hard copy Braille, you can get it. If you want a BRF file, you'll get it on a flash drive, pretty much like the ones we've been handing out today. And all you need to do on that flash drive, there is a form 9000. We have it in several formats, but obviously you'd need to fill out the PDF. It is accessible. Our PDFs are done well. They're all tested. We test them um, with multiple screen readers. We've even tested them with Apple at this point. They all, <clears throat> excuse me, work. But you would need to fill out the Form 9000. Understand that if you fill it out, you're going to have to print it off and sign it because the law doesn't allow us to accept electronic signatures in this way. So, you know, until that changes, uh, you know, there's not much we can do about that. However, you can file it on its own. You can file it with your tax return or you can file it electronically. And um, I do not know if it's every single service, but from uh, it is our understanding that most services, and we've actually had people to verify this, most electronic filing services will have a pop-up that asks you if you would like to complete this Form 9000 and so that you can receive your notices in alternate formats. You can also choose English or Spanish. So those are the two languages that, that we provide at this point. That is our 
notice program, we are still required to send you the original printed copy. Um, the law requires it. So what we do is we have that pulled out of the pipeline. They give it to us. We send it along with whatever you have requested as your preferred format. They come in the same envelope. If you get a flash drive, if that's the way that yours needs to be mailed out, then they will be labeled with an IRS sticker uh, in Braille and print so that you don't have to worry about what you're putting in your computer hard drive, in your computer. Um, it, it, let it, let, it lets you know that it is actually from us. And so the notice is there as a print copy, but you have your Braille, your large print, whatever it is that you've requested along with it in the same envelope. And there is no delay. They are sent out in the exact same time frame. In fact, you may get it earlier than you would get it um, if it was going through the normal process. Although if it's a notice from IRS, you might not want it earlier. I don't know. And be that as it may, you may get it early. So, um, and then the last thing I'll talk about um, is our helpline for people with disabilities. And I will start out by saying, remember, please remember, we have no account access. We cannot look at your tax information. We cannot answer tax law questions. This is strictly for accessibility needs. Um, for example, if you're having trouble finding the forms that you would like to download, then, and you're using assistive technology, you can call this line and you can ask for help, and we will do that. I have guided people through who use Fusion um, and other screen readers. And when we got done, actually, it was a fairly new user of Fusion. So the person wound up having getting a little bit more experience with navigation and was real happy when she got done with the call. Um, so, you know, we, we will help you with that. The helpline is a voicemail and you need to leave a message. And do not worry, we will call you back. Uh, tell everybody. Our boss demands good customer service, and she would have her heads if we didn't call you back. So we will definitely call you back within 72 hours is what our requirement is, although generally we try to call back the same day, if not the next day. But keep in mind that since it is a voicemail service, please give us an idea. You don't have to give us your life story. Please don't leave social security numbers on there because we can't use them, but tell us what you want. Let us know. Um, okay. I need some help um, using your web page. I'm a JAWS user because not all of our people know JAWS. Bill, for example, has no clue about um, JAWS. He's wonderful at making PDFs accessible, but <laughs> but he, he plays connect the dots with Braille. He doesn't know. <laughs> He can emboss, though. We'll give him that. He can emboss and ship. But seriously, um, they would probably have somebody like me to call you back because I am a JAWS user. If it's a large print user, I'm probably not a lot of help to you. Bill would probably do that. So please give us an idea as to what it is that you need. Don't just say, I need help. Please call me. And we've had a lot of those. The number that you would need to call for the helpline is 833 nine zero zero five nine eight and i'll repeat that it is toll free eight three three six nine zero 
1-800-273-0598. Remember, I told you earlier that if there was something, if you go looking for it, that is not there and it's one that you know that you need, then call that number and explain, um, I need this in Braille and I don't see it listed. We will first check to see, did you miss it maybe? Did you overlook it or were you looking in the right place? But if we don't have it, we'll get it. So, you know, what we've done is we've taken the most oftenly downloaded and used and um, filed forms. And then, of course, the instructions and publications that go along with that particular subject matter. And those are the things that we produce. Every year we have certain ones that are automatically produced. But if there's some obscure thing that you don't, um, that you need and we don't have, we have no problem getting it for you. Just leave a, a message. And of course, uh, we will call you back to confirm because we're going to need your address and all of that information to send it to you. Understand that it will take a few more days than just ordering a form because we will have to go produce it. But then once it's produced, it will be up there for everybody else. So you may help somebody else in the process. So that's pretty much it. I will open it up for Q&A if anybody has something. Also, I'll lead it off because I do have a question. Um, I didn't have a chance to read through all the literature, but the publications that are available in alternate formats, do they also include all the special, you know, the specialized, um, let's say off the beaten track ones for business owners and, um, um, you know what I mean, the um, form C's and all the other things that um, have to be filed by business owners? Actually, the business forms are accessible. In fact, somebody asked me um, just yesterday about um, a 990 because those are the forms that you have to file for 501c3s. And they're asking, you know, well, if your secretary for, you know, one of the eight parts of ACB is blind, what do they do? That is accessible. It's a fillable form. Again, you have to print it off and sign it, but it is a fillable um, accessible, fillable PDF. So the instructions and the um, publications that go along with that are also accessible. Now, those we have Braille, text, um, a large print. The, our audio service at this point, because I don't want anybody to have confusion, the audio is strictly right now in play for notices. We're not saying that we won't have it at some point, but at for right now, it's um, strictly for the notices. That's the only thing you're going to get in audio, but all the other formats are available. And yes, the business forms, um, I don't know if you're familiar, the 941s, the yes. 940s, the 1120s, the 990s, 2290s, although I'm not sure how many of us will be having <laughs> heavy vehicle use, <laughs> but that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you need it, it's there. <laughs> and so, are there any forms, I guess, that are not available in accessible formats? Yes, there from? are. Okay. Um, you know, there's some obscure things, I'm sure. Um, I will tell you, there's a packet, there's a 1023 and a 1024 that is for exempt organizations, those are accessible. I'm sure you will find something that might, you know, somebody might find something they may be into some type of business maybe an international thing who knows that you may need that is not there but again we'll do it if you let us know that you need it it's just that when 508 um we started making the you know the last revisions we 
went back and we decided, okay, here's the most oftenly used forms, publications, what have you. And we got the top so many and we produced those. We made sure they were accessible and then we made sure that they would be every year. Then we went back and we picked up uh, the next wave and we went back. But there are some that's probably been around for quite a while that we may not have done, figuring not a soul has asked for them in however many years. That wouldn't be. But if you ask for it, we will do it. Thank you very much. I have two questions I can think of right now. Um, If I'm correct, you leave a message, you get a call back, correct? Yes, that's correct. Since there have been over the past five years, two IRS scam calls where they say they're IRS and they're not, they're scammers. Do you set up a password or a code so when you get an incoming call, you know for sure it's IRS? We do not because we figure that you called us and left a message and asked us to call you. Mm-hmm. So we're going to say, this is Kim Carmichael. I'm calling in reference to the message you left on the Disabilities Helpline for Internal Revenue Service. And that would work. And Your so name. that, yeah, we, that's the way we handle that. Yes, that would work because the name would act as a password. Yes. Second question. In the past, many years ago, when I was losing my vision, I was told you could not do anything but the official form to actually submit the taxes. It sounds like that has changed. That the form that's accessible, you can fill out and actually file? Or did I misunderstand that? Okay, the PDF. Now, I, you know, no, don't, don't submit a Braille form because <laughs> no. nobody would know how to read that. <laughs> but the PDFs, seriously, the PDFs, yes, they are. They are official forms. Okay. So you can put them on the computer. If you're a speech user or large print, whatever you are, you can go through them. You can complete them. You can, um, through the date, all of that. Okay. Now you have to do the figures. In fact, there are a few that actually do some of the figure calculations for you, but I'm not, you know, those are not ours, but there are some out there. Anyway, they, you can fill them out, print it, sign it, and then send it in. And yes, that's perfectly acceptable. Now there is a caveat, of course. There is an exception where there are certain forms um, that the law requires that businesses file them electronically. And so if you get one of those forms, it's going to say at the top, first of all, that it's not for submission purposes. And you will, um, if you're using uh, a screen reader, especially, you're going to get to an edit field. It might say, you know, wages, dollar amount, and then it will say read only. That is because we don't want you to be able to fill it out because we know that we won't accept it like that. So if you can't enter information into the field, then you can't, by mistake, send it in. But it at least lets you take a look at the form, know what's on it, and be able to then use whatever method your company uses to submit. Okay, and last question. Unless you have editable fields on a PDF, you cannot fill that out on computer. Do your PDFs... Can they be filled out on computer with editable fields? Yes. Okay. I was only telling you about those because there are certain forms like, say, um, maybe a um, like a W-2. They have certain filing requirements that you d- to submit that electronically. And you cannot actually submit just the form off, you know, off the Internet. 
And so what you would it would show is read only in those edit fields because we don't want somebody to by mistake fill it out, send it in, thinking that they've done what they were supposed to do. So those you cannot fill out and it won't let you. But now if you've got a 1040 uh, or 941, because those don't have to be submitted electronically, you can complete that on the computer. Everything reads as it should. They're all, it's all accessible and print it, sign it and submit it. And artists, huge improvement from many years ago. Thank you. Like and I say, artists, please remember that they are housed on a separate page. And if you have any trouble finding those, call us at that number and we'll we'll tell you. But that is our biggest thing that we get when people say that they're not accessible or I can't read it. It's because they've gotten hold of the wrong one. If I could add to that too, Kim, it is possible too. You'll get an older version of a form because it's. No one's been looking for it, downloading it. If you get that, call that accessibility helpline again, and we'll get it updated. I mean, because I'm afraid we're not necessarily good at cleaning out trash. So we just don't go back and get rid of them. So it's possible. Please let us know because we'd like to fix it. Sorry, this was Bill, Kim's car coworker. <laughs> my apologies. I use uh, Tax Act for my... Um doing filing my return and that way I can uh, send it in electronically um, so I find that easier than having to you know whereas you have to do it online and print it out and sign it and all that hassle so and I know um, there's a couple other programs out there um, that you can do that yourself too and be able to submit it and, and not have to do it hard copy and you are so right. I don't use the hard copy myself. I, I, I cannot, you know, we can't promote one over the other, but I will say I'm very familiar with the, the service that you use. And yes, there are ones out there that are accessible and it's easier. Then you don't have to, to sign it, but there are some people that still like that hard copy. And so if you do, we have it. Um, or if nothing else, you can at least take a look at it before you start doing a line. And maybe if there's something you need to research, you can. Whatever reason it is that you want it, we have it. And then if you choose to use an electronic filing service, that's okay too. For me, it's easier to follow along with the hard copy as I'm filling things in. Then I don't have to jump from screen to screen. And usually I'll prepare things for the accountant. Um, I learned the hard way that... When you have a business, it's not a bad idea to have an accountant looking over your shoulder because I had an I had an audit a few years, um, several years ago, just because I put something on a wrong line and it put up a red flag and I learned my lesson. So um, I think it's it's really good. I did have a question as we were thinking. I have a um, uh, and you were talking about the international forms that some of which may not be available I do have a, um, an international sort of business, and so sometimes I will get overseas contracts for materials, and they have different, um, you know, tariff type things, different um, tax requirements, and well, copyright, which I know you don't get into, but um, if such a thing should come up that would require a specialized form, um, you, um, you did you you sort of indicated that it could be requested. Is that is that true? Did I did I understand that correctly? Sure. As long as it it is an official IRS form that you need, and if we don't have it, 
drop us a message on the the um, helpline and you know we can look into it and like I say in some of the international stuff is already done you know if it's a um something that's popular there's you know things for non-us citizens that's all that's done 1040 nr uh those are done for businesses you know i'm just saying that there could be something obscure that maybe not another visually impaired person in the history of irs has ever needed it but if you do yes we'll we'll do that the information that you passed out to those of us who are in person is available in electronic format that um you know ivy can provide it to anybody that would like to have it or you could is that, is that fair actually um you are free to distribute you know anything that's on your hard drive if you want to copy those files what's on the, um, not the hard drive but the flash drive what's on there is um um some samples of things that we do the form 9000 and then we do have the publication five, 5814. That is on your flash drive. You're welcome to copy that, send it to anybody you like. And if anybody wants to download it, it will be on our website, www.irs.gov forward slash accessibility. And then like I say, if you jump by headings, if you're using speech, you can jump by headings down to where you hear about accessible documents or accessible. I think it says accessible materials, if I'm not mistaken. And then you click on that and then everything all that's accessible and including that publication 5814 will be there. Well, thank you very much. And in the last remaining moments, do you want to give one more time the contact numbers and email and um, and the information that if somebody wants to get in touch with you about what you know what was presented today or any requests or questions how would one do that okay we have our accessibility or our um, helpline for people with disabilities and it is um, to ask questions about accessibility services the number is toll free one 690 0598. And I'll repeat it one more time if somebody's writing 833 690 And thank you so much for having us today. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Uh, for those of you that just joined us for this uh, second half of the presentation, I just want you to know that independent visually impaired entrepreneurs is welcoming to all new people who are looking into starting a business or who have a business. And you can always check out our website at ivie-acb.org. And I'm going to turn the mic over to Carla again so she can introduce our next speakers. And I would like to just take a personal privilege to remind those of you who are in person with us to please, after this is over, make some time, sometime between 2.45 and 5.15 to visit the Ivy Business Expo. We're going to have some entrepreneurs in our group that are going to showcase their products and services and answer your questions and Artists will be there. I'll be there. You know, there'll be uh, several of us there. And browsing is free, folks. So um, I, I just want to invite you all to come over there. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go on. And uh, I want to introduce our next presenter. 
and that is um, somebody I've I've known for several years, and of course I've seen his name on a lot of things um, with um, the Connect um, program. You know, we're going to connect and empower and <laughs> and do all that with you know the APH Connect program, and. I'm sure all of you are familiar with the name of uh, Richard Ruida, and he's going to speak to us about all of the programs and services. There have been a lot of new things introduced, and I'm sure everybody will be really glad to hear from him. So let's give a warm welcome to Richard Ruida. So uh, Lori Scharf, who most of you might know through her affiliation with ACB, is also with us, and she and I will be speaking for the next, uh, what do we have, a half hour? Is that our goal? Or, or, or three hours? Four hour. Oh, great. Boy, we can go page by page. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll end by two, top of the hour. <laughs> now that we've got your attention. Um, thank you for inviting us and having us with you uh, with here today at ACB. And um, I've been attending conventions. And I think I've missed two since 1999. Uh, those of you who heard Eric earlier said he'd been here 25 years. I, I can't quite say I've made them all, but uh, I love ACB. I'm glad we're here. Uh, Richard Weather, the Assistant Director of the APH Connect Center. Laura, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Lori Scharf, and I am the Lead Content Contractor for Career Connect. And I've been with APH um, as a contractor since September of 2022. So we've got some cool things to share with you, and we'll try to wrap this up in 20 so we can do some Q&A. Uh, and we hope you have questions. There will be a quiz and we even have goodies. We have some bookmarks and some brochures. I have bookmarks and we have some other swag at our booth. If you haven't been to the APH booth, by the way, we're out there 39 and 40. We've got some really cool technology. Uh, but Lori and I will tell you about the APH Connect Center. APH uh, five years ago this month it, uh, inherited uh, a lot of the services that you may have known through AFB, including Career Connect. Family Connect and Vision Aware. Who here is familiar with Vision Aware? All right. Make Katie happy. That's where Katie Frederick runs. How about Family Connect or Career Connect? All right. And so uh, when, when these services came over to APH, I'm, I'm getting APH, AFB, and ACB mixed up. Um, when they came over to APH five years ago, we didn't have uh, a name for these services. They were just these pieces of, of programs. And so we coined it the APH Connect Center. So you're going to hear Lori and I refer to everything we talk about in the next few minutes um, as the APH Connect Center services, because that's what we are. We connect you to the information that's useful to you and to those you serve. Uh, we do provide life-changing uh, resources. Uh, so one of the things that the uh, APH Connect Center provides is INR, free INR, uh, informational referral services for uh, people who are blind and low vision and those, uh, those in the community who are sighted wanting to provide information for people who are blind and low vision. So that is two pieces there. That's Alan and Sharon, who themselves are blind and have been working for over 25, 30 years, and they bring to the table a lot of knowledge. Uh, Sharon's a retired psychologist, and they answer our toll-free number, and I'll give this out a few times. It's 1-800-232-5463. Uh, that number came over from AFB as well, and we still get a lot of referrals from that. And you can also email us at connectcenter at aph.org, and that toll-free number is 1-800-232-5463. Uh, we answered that five days a week. 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. 
uh, Eastern. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what day is it? What time zone am I in? Um, great, uh, useful information. We, we, it's very useful. We get a lot of calls. We, we serve a lot of folks in, in varying uh, degrees of vision loss and varying degrees of, of their lives, helping people really connect to the information that's going to be useful for them, even resources and mental health, which we're really picking up on with APH Connect Center. Um, the INR line includes, uh, we also have our directory of services. Uh, years ago through AFB, it was a size of a telephone book. Remember those old yellow pages you get at your doorstep? Uh, that's <laughs> what directory of services was. We have uh, some 2,000 plus agencies and resources uh, of blindness and low vision in that directory of services. It has been completely digitized. It's on our website at aphconnectcenter.org. And um, you can find information there on anything from the advocacy groups, civil rights, ADA, housing, mental health, so on and so forth. Um, we do acknowledge that some of those resources are out of date, and we are going to strategize on the best way to make sure that information, as much of it as possible, gets up to date. So if you see something on the directory of services at aphconnectcenter.org that's outdated, please let us know, and we will make it. Uh, up to date or remove it if it's outdated and no longer in existence. And so that's our directory of services. We have a connect center calendar. It's a calendar for you, for the community. You can list events like this, whether they're in-person hybrid or virtual uh, happening in your community, or again, at nationally uh, events for families, for children, for adults, Anything that has to do with blindness or low vision, uh, whether it's a, a chapter meeting or some kind of a business expo, and people can attend it, and we will we'll publish it. You can put the information in there, and we make sure that uh, when you send it to us, it's vetted so that it's robots aren't putting things up there, and you're seeing you know misleading information. So that's our Connect Center calendar, um, and then we have. Um, the website. So what's new with APH Connect Center? So right now, if you go to aphconnectcenter.org, you're going to see our old site. In about three weeks, on the 31st of July, we're going to hit the switch and make it a brand new Connect Center with uh, more enhanced search capabilities to find what you need, including resources uh, that speak to Vision Aware, Family Connect, and Career Connect. And uh, you're going to find it a lot more accessible, a little more colorful, easier to read with your screen reader and or your magnifier. And we're going to have up-to-date blogs. Um, a lot of what you will see on the new Connect Center page will have information, including blogs and articles written both by people who are blind and low vision themselves, those of you who are business owners, those of you who are professionals, moms and dads, and even blind high school students and college students and people in the workforce are, are writing those blogs and, and really engaging with you. Um, I'm going to pass it over to Lori, and she can spend a few minutes sharing with you a little bit about Career Connect and what it is and what we do at Career Connect. Uh, we've done a lot over the past several years to modernize it. Um, and the Connect Center started with about three people and we're up to 14 now. So there's, there's a really, there's a human side to the connect center. There's people behind it, updating uh, blogs, resources, webinars. And um, it's important because it's not just Lori and I, it's not Katie, Lori and I, there is several of us working uh, 
quite often around the clock on making the Connect Center a very useful resource. We want it to be tangible, visible, and something that you will go to often to get the information you need. Lori, uh, let's let's talk about Career Connect, who we are and what do we do and why do we exist? Thank you. So um, Career Connect is a host of services that we provide through our uh, APHConnectCenter.org website. And we have articles and blogs, and they focus on different areas of employment. If you would like to contribute an article or blog post yourself, um, you can reach out to ConnectCenter at APH.org. And um, that'll get passed on to me and I can definitely connect with you and, and we can work something out so we can learn about how you as a person who's blind or low vision, you know, work at your business and what accommodations have worked for you, that type of thing. We also have um, career conversations, which is originally was targeted to youth who are blind or low vision. And it's a one-hour webinar that we do, and we focus on a blind professional. We've done uh, Dana Lambert from NASA working on diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, You know, Richard hired me as a contractor and a month later let me interview a uh, blind uh, mortician. Um, That was a fun interview, but I was a little distracted because she told us really cool things like the distance between this part of your body and that part of your body is equal to this other place. And I'm sitting there on Zoom forgetting that my camera's on (laughs) (laughs) measuring these things. Like if you take your, if you take your middle finger and touch between your nose and then to the end of your nose, it's the same distance between like the, the height of your eye socket or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I forgot my camera was on and I'm here. I am sitting there doing that. And then I'm like, you know, you look like a Dumbo, but anyway, it was, it was really fun, but I was a little distracted. <laughs> um, and Richard interviewed Satana Howry, who some of you may know a fa- uh, award-winning voice talent. Um, Satana and I are great friends and I could kick myself because I gave it away to him. <laughs> it would have been fun. Um, she does some great voices. And we also have launched a quarterly, um, a career conversations, by the way, we do 10 times a year. And again, if you're interested in being interviewed for that, definitely drop us a line and we'll add you to the list. We are booked through this year already. So we're starting to, I'm starting to schedule stuff for next year. So um, we book very well in advance so that we can promote things and, um, our, our target audience originally was youth for that, but we get a lot of blindness professionals because they're available for continuing education credits. And it's really good for them to hear what we do as people who are blind or low vision. So they know that there is that potential for their clients. Um, so, and then we have employment connections, which we just started in April. And um, our first one was on disclosing disability in the employment process. So we talked all about, you know, why might you disclose on an interview or why might you not disclose on an interview? Or do you have that shock factor of you walk into an in-person interview and the person is terrified of your guide dog and you never mentioned that you were blind and they're, they have a million questions running through your head. So, you know, do you kind of cushion that and let them know when they call you to invite you to the interview? Oh, by the way, you know, um, could you tell me a little about, um, 
you know, when I get there, where do I go? You know, that type of thing. I'm visually impaired or, you know, whatever you choose to say. Um, and we also talked about some of the legal implications, not from the legal sense, but, you know, how you could afford your self-protections in employment. So that was that was a, a good one. We will be doing one on resume writing coming up in September. Um, and we have a, a list, a long list of topics we're going to cover in that area. And then we also have, if any of you um, take youth who are blind or low vision and help them find job experiences, which is as people who are working as a person who's blind in a small business, if you haven't thought of that, that might be a really good idea to do some mentoring and outreach and help that youth those youth build their skills, we also have something called the Job Seekers Toolkit. And that is our partnership with NSITE, which is a like a spinoff of National Industries for the Blind. They have some, they develop course content in different areas. So they have put our Job Seekers Toolkit online. And that program has five different sections. Um, it's um, self, self-awareness, um, career and, uh, you know, developing your, your career and, and skills in those area, job exploration, uh, resumes, interviewing, and then maintaining your job once you've, you've gotten your job. So, um, it's a great thing. I also think while it may be geared to some, to youth, it also could be helpful to somebody who's new to vision loss, um, you know, it might help them think of, of ways that they could handle a task that they might've thought, I can't do this now that my vision's changed. And we have the maintaining employment guide, which is a whole separate piece that we're working on. And uh, we're developing this to focus on people who are new to vision loss and, or people who maybe have been visually impaired or, or low vision, and they've had a change in vision. And now they need to think about, can I do this job still? And if I'm going to do it, what do I need to consider? And we're, it's going to be very basic, explaining the basics of the blindness rehabilitation system so that they become familiar with some of the terminology and um, things like, you know, what do I need to know about when I'm developing an individualized plan for employment? I need to tell VR, this is what I need to know. I need to know I need this type of degree to promote myself and my skill sets or, um, you know, things like that. And we're also also going to have a separate section for employers. And what do employers need to know about accommodating a person who's blind or low vision? What do employers need to think about maybe when they're looking at their software accessibility, things like that. So we're going to focus on those areas, very different audiences, but we're going to have it all in one small guide just to get them started. And we're going to have a resource se- section and Ivy will be in there as a resource um, because I think it's important to realize that particularly post-pandemic, that small businesses really are thriving and growing. And I think organizations like Ivy really hold a place for people with blindness and low vision. Um, statistically, if you guys didn't know this, um, in my other work that I do outside of APH with an employment network, more disabled people have entered the workforce during the pandemic in small businesses than in, um, you know, like, oh, what's the word I want? Like, than big corporations. 
um, which I think is great. I think it really has motivated a lot of people to realize, you know what, I have potential, I, I can do this. Um, you know, and remote options are so much more popular. So we also um, have other areas that we want to do some work in remote employment. And I'll wrap it up in here in just a second so we can do Q&A. Um, Vision Aware is a, a really good resource that um, Katie Frederick and some of you may know, Chris Rogers, uh, and it's been around for quite a while. And it has just a plethora of information uh, eye diseases, uh, webinars on diabetic information, on uh, bioptic driving, on so many topics, gift giving. You know, during the holidays, we do a big gift giving blog as well as webinar. Uh, and, and if you guys have businesses where you're, you've got things that you want to let folks know about, let us know because we're, we're going to start planning for that now so that in November that's coming up. So we, we try to serve as many folks as we can through uh, these sites. Uh, Family Connect for families who have children who are blind or low vision, uh, a lot of education and advocacy resources, IEP, uh, involving your child in household chores and tasks, arts and crafts, making those experiences accessible, meaningful, and tangible. Uh, Melissa Matthews, who runs that, really puts a lot of effort into make sure, making sure parents have those resources available to them to, to work with their child. Uh, there, there's so much we can go in. I'll, I'll end with this. Um, as the TV show goes, I, we're rolling the credits. We've got some partnerships. Uh, the Elder Care Locator, is that right? Elder Network. Network. Uh, the, uh, the Mississippi State Bold, Time to be Bold campaign. Uh, Insight, as Lori mentioned earlier, they kind of focus on the private sector, whereas NIB work focuses more on the government sector jobs. Um, we're partnering with uh, Be My Eyes. You can also find our INR folks under the specialized help section of Be My Eyes. Uh, Guide Dogs for the Blind up in uh, Northern California. We're doing a career and canine connections camp next month uh, and, and many others. But I do want to save time for questions. Uh, so if we've got them. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to lead off with one. A long time ago, before the transition, there used to be a wonderful resource called um, AFB Press. And um, um, that, you know, like there was a, uh, even a book, an audio book for blind teachers, you know, um, there was, there there were all kinds of, um, you know, of resources and books for people in the field or people who are blind, visually impaired. And I'm wondering if that made the transition or if um, that's been absorbed by something else. And um, so. AFB Press has come over to APH. So. The books that previously were published under AFB, you can now get through the American Printing House for the Blind, not through directly through the Connect Center. You order them through the um, APH.org. And so like the um, orientation and mobility textbook and the vision rehabilitation textbook that's out there, um, it's now through APH. So our, our usual question is, do you still provide mentors? And the answer is no, we don't. Um, but very often we can connect you to an article, a blog, a, a, a webinar that we've done. Um, all of our webinars that we do are archived on our YouTube channel. And um, again, for professionals in the field of blindness, you can get, when you listen to the webinars live, 
you can get continuing education credits. You can't get them by viewing the YouTube channel. Okay. Do have a question? A question because I was part of the APH Connect or the AFC Connect program uh, for a long time. As yes. A mentor. This great program. Yes, it was. Okay. So now that we've messed around with these questions, anybody else have a question? Hi, it's Karen Schroeder. I just had a couple quick questions. One would be, um, can you give some sample questions of things that people ask on the INR line? We're just just curious what kind of information and referral could people ask for on that line? And then my other quick question is, if I'm employed and I'm uh, an individual who is blind and I'm in the, the only one in my agency, is there where should I look for resources um, to connect with other people in similar situations? Thank you for your presentation. Hey, Karen, my, my, my dog sitter, by the way. <laughs> Hi, Italy. Um, so, yeah, the INR line gets a, a plethora of questions. Alan and Sharon, a field questions on, hey, my mom or my dad losing vision. What resources do you have? Or my dad lives across country. Are there groups or organizations that he can get involved in? Or I, I, I've lost my job. What are my rights? Um, I myself am losing my vision, uh, losing my hearing. We try to connect you to all those types of resources out there um, through our partners, through everything we know, directory of services. Uh, Sharon's has gotten several calls about mental health, um, people who've lost their home. We've talked to homeless people. We're, I mean, we're talking to everybody from all walks of life out there and, and some real uh, uh, you know, we've dealt with some situations where people were uh, suicidal and, and because they lost their vision, they had no one to turn to. They didn't know about voc rehab, about AFB, ACB, APH, and, and they get a hold of us and, and we're their first lifeline. So we we go through the everything we possibly can. And with Sharon's background in psychology, Alan's background, just working at APH for over 27 years, um, they know a lot of really good information. And if they don't have the answer, They'll fill they'll fill it out to Lori, Katie, myself, Olaya, our whole team of folks, and we'll we'll make sure you get the information you need to be successful, to be happy, to be safe. There's no question that I don't think we have gotten that we couldn't figure out a way to solve and, and get people what they need. Lori, do you want to answer the second question? I don't know that we have anything specific, um, you know, as to people who are blind or low vision. Um, regarding, you know, just a generic question of how do I meet other people? Um, I would, in that case, you know, discuss networking and things like that. Um, getting to know people, uh, you know, through various organizations such as ACB, um, you know, both in their area of interest, ACB has a lot of affiliates, special interest affiliates that deal with specific uh, professional fields, things like that. Um, we also can often find other people to connect them with or find articles so that the person themselves could reach out to the individual and say, you know, oh, this person does the same type of work that you're interested in. Um, you know, here's an article about them and there's contact information on getting in touch with that person, things like that. Yeah. And also there are a lot of emerging groups on Facebook that yeah. you can sign up with, uh, career resources of the blind and visually impaired people who discuss assistive technology and those types of things. So if you, if you do your search, uh, on Facebook and other LinkedIn, you'll find small groups of folks who are, are sharing and willing to be. Um, connected that way. 
going back to the whole mentoring thing, I was one of the mentors too. And um, I had written uh, uh, some different things about how um, a person, you know, can be an entrepreneur and about the Randolph Shepherd program. And I don't know if you saved any of that written stuff either that was on the, originally with the mentoring. We we have archived a lot of information from the old days of AFB, and we uh, will have that, and we'll pull information and update it uh, so there's relevant language, relevant topics, and relevant links uh, on that. We've made a decision that um, for the new website, we will bring over everything from October 2020 and make sure it's it's up there and ready to go. It doesn't mean we're deleting the information prior to 2020. It just means that's secondary as you man, as you imagine launching a new website from scratch and bringing things over is, is a Herculean task. So we're really focusing on the new information. And then as we find evergreen things or thing that things that need to be updated, we uh, we've got a whole team of content writers, uh, Shannon Carollo, Amy Lynn Smith. These are folks who behind the scenes, you may have seen their names as authors and they'll go in and they'll they'll work with the team, Lori, Katie, myself, Melissa, and others to get that information ready and and up to date and, and republished so that everything we have archived is going to be modern and make sure it's relevant. And we we had some articles we looked at and go cassette tapes. Well, we're not using cassette tapes anymore, or other devices uh, or technology that's outdated that no one's using. So we we try to be mindful of all that as we as we publish and update things. Okay, because I was thinking that relative, I could send updated ones that I've written Please. since, you know. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. okay. No problem. And, and you RSVA folks out there who are in the, in the BEP stuff, we'd love to interview one of you uh, maybe next year because we haven't had anybody who's been an entrepreneur interviewed who's run their own stand. Have we, Laura? I don't, Laura, I don't, I don't think we have. And I, uh, I've had some did, folks in mind. Right. Yes, so we, we're definitely mindful of that. Did you all find this useful? Yes, very, very, very. Thank you. First of all, I want to thank uh, Lori Sharp and Richard Ruida for sharing with us. And thank you. And I want to give you folks a chance to share your contact information with everybody. What I'll do is I'll give out the toll-free number and I'll give out the APH uh, email, general email. And then I've got some business cards up here. Um, basically it's our, you know, it's lsharf at aph.org and rather at aph.org. Oh, could you spell this, um, please? Uh, you know, you spell your last name because I'm going to miss it. Uh, this is Lori. So mine would be L and then S as in Sam, C-H-A-R-F as in Frank, F as in Frank at aph.org. And mine is R-R-U-E-D as in David, A at aph.org. Alternatively, you can find us at connectcenter at aph.org. And once again, 800-232-5463. And the new launch of the site will go live July 31st. You can go there now. You're going to get uh, the, the old, the current page, but we have behind the scenes, we're working on the really cool page, aphconnectcenter.org. If you're looking for APH Press, it's APH.org. We are booth 39 and 40. We have goodies and giveaways and hand sanitizer and little bags to put your wires in and fans and bookmarks and, and the new monarch. So please come on by five till day until five today and nine to one tomorrow. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, artist. Thank you, Ivy. Thank you very much. And um, let's give them a hand. I want to mention to you before I hand this back off to our president that um, 
you know, this will conclude really the formal programming of Ivy's convention this year, but as convention coordinator, we are always looking for new ideas for seminars and programs that we're going to present in the future. So if you have any ideas, please get in touch with me or get in touch with artists. And I'm going to let artists again give information about joining Ivy and about the lists and the directory and whatever she wants to say, because she's the president. So here we go. Let hail to the chief. Okay, there are several ways you can connect with independent, independent visually impaired entrepreneurs. You can go to our website, which is ivie-acb.org. If you want to get on our, our email discussion list, it's just I-V-I-E plus sign subscribe at acblist.org. And uh, we welcome any questions you have. There is a contact link on the website. Our general IV um, email address is info at ivie-acb.org. So if you can get all that, <laughs> otherwise you can contact me. I'll be here all week at the convention and be glad to give it to you where you have more time to write it down or whatever. Um, and so we appreciate your being here and we hope to see many of you come to our Ivy Expo, which, and, uh, and the Ivy Expo here is in the innovation room, which is on this floor. Uh, come over there and see us between 2.30 to 5.15. Uh, we are going to have an online expo the first weekend in November. So keep your eye out to emails about that. So thank you again. The closing CEU code is 09598. The closing CEU code is 09598. And thank, thank you. you to our hosts and streamers. We really appreciate you.